Morning, Mama. Welcome back for another episode. Okay, today I am answering the question that I cannot tell you how many times I've been asked. Should I go to a therapist? How do I know who to go to? Do you have references for me? This is the number one question that people ask me, and I have some thoughts on it. So I'm excited to share that insight with you as a former therapist, and I think you're really going to benefit from this. So I'm excited to unpack it for you. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Hi, Mama. Such a fun topic today. Well, fun is maybe not the word. (laughs) Juicy. We'll call it juicy. I know there are so many people with this question. Should I be going to a therapist? What is therapy all about? What should I believe about it? And there is so many thoughts on the spectrum about therapy. This is one limited perspective from someone that is... I'm, I'm a licensed therapist. My license right now is inactive, so that means I am not up to date on my trainings. I am not currently practicing. And a reminder, my goal here is never to be your therapist. That is not what I want to do. I hope to help you heal and grow all the things I talk about, but I, I do not want to be your therapist. I do hope that I can help you find some understanding, some tools, in a similar way that a therapist could, but the, the difference is that we're not going to go as deep. So I want to start off with the four kind of main things that if you are experiencing these, I definitely recommend you go and find a therapist. You're not going to find the support that you need in this space. So number one, if you are suicidal. So if you are having thoughts about wanting to kill yourself and you are planning out what that could look like, if you're, if you're heading in that direction in any form, I definitely recommend you find a therapist. It does not mean you're broken. It does not mean you're crazy. I've been there. I've had many of those thoughts when I was deep in my depression. Even as I was coming out of it, it was still one of the thought patterns I had that just if I were dead, things would be better. And so there's, there's different levels of suicidality and Today, I'm not going to go into those, but I, I do believe if you're having some of those thoughts, it would be a definitely a highly recommended to go and see someone in person that can support you at a higher capacity. Second reason would be if you are facing addiction. So if you are, um, you find yourself in the throes of specifically like an addiction to a substance, but it can be any addiction. And I, I am not an addiction counselor. I will talk probably about addiction at some point, but I am not going to go deep into addiction. So that would be a really good reason to go seek a therapist. Third, trauma. Now, trauma can be related related to both of the first two points. There are a lot of definitions of trauma. We can go to the DSM. 
The DSM is the Diagnostic Statistical Manual, and it's the guidebook for therapists to diagnose. And so there's an actual definition of PTSD in there, but I'm not going to go into that today either. I am just going to define trauma as a highly distressing event that continues to affect you. Now, there is, again, a much more specific definition in the DSM, but I, even if it doesn't meet that criteria, if you have something that you have been through, whether it was distressing to you or whether I would see it distressing, it doesn't matter. If it was distressing for you and it is still affecting your life, that would be a great reason to go see a therapist. I think there is a lot that can be done with trauma and that is not what we are here for. Having someone to meet one-on-one regularly with you at a deeper capacity would be a really good idea. And then the fourth reason that you should for sure seek a therapist, any debilitating symptoms. So if your depression is so bad that you're not getting out of bed or you're not eating or if your anxiety is so high you're having panic attacks, if, if these symptoms have taken over your life, a therapist is a great idea for you and it's going to be a great resource for you. So those are kind of like the cut and dry things that I definitely recommend you seeing a therapist about. Now, I want to go into some of the myths of therapists and this will also impact for you if, if you are one of those people or if you are the latter group, which I'll talk about in a minute. If you're wanting to find a therapist, I'm going to talk a little bit about what you should look for in a therapist, how to choose one, all of that. So first, the first myth about therapy that I want to debunk is that therapists are God. So this is uh, one I kind of held this belief. I wouldn't have said it that way, but I had this idea in my mind that therapists kind of like knew it all. It was kind of like a psychic, like you would go there and they would just see right through you and they would know exactly what was wrong with you. They would know exactly what you needed to do. They could see right through you. Now, the moment that this was debunked for me was when I started grad school. The very first day of grad school, we had not learned a thing. And in one of our first classes, they said, okay, I want you to partner up. I want you to get into groups of three. And I want you to practice giving each other therapy. <laughs> what? Uh, I haven't learned the secret magic trick to being a therapist. How can I possibly do this? What are you talking about? And that was when it was debunked. Now, we obviously weren't giving r- real therapy to each other. We were practicing the skills of therapy. But to me, it just kind of broke this 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 lie in my head that therapists just had this magic power to see right through you and knew all the things. And to to even use that word therapy in that way, it just kind of took some of the power away. And now, of course, therapists, I'm not trying to say that therapists don't have skills, don't have knowledge. There there is a lot of that 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 makes them different than someone just entering grad school or someone just off the streets. But there isn't a magic. They don't see right through you. They don't have all the solutions. They are not God. So... In case you were wondering that, and I think I think a lot of people believe this because as soon as I tell people I'm a therapist, they immediately get super awkward and they're like, oh, you know, they look at me funny and they, 
<laughs> they act differently. Like I can somehow see right through them. No, that's not real. That's not real. Okay, the second myth I want to debunk is that all therapists are created equal. So while I highly believe that therapists are not God, I really do believe there are some therapists that are better, some therapists that aren't as good. One of the biggest things that I learned in grad school is that a therapist needs a theory to guide them. Now, as as therapists progress in their skills, they can integrate more than one theory and utilize tools from different ones, but they need a a roadmap, a guide to keep them on track. And so for me, this has always been something that I have sought out in a therapist is that they have a defining theory that they stick to because otherwise they are getting so lost all over the place and it's, it's hard to gain clarity over your situation without a centralized map of how to see the situation. I also, as a Christian myself, highly believe if you believe in God, if you believe in Jesus, to seek out a Christian therapist. This therapist, you know, even though they're not God, they do have power, more power than you. You're going, you're paying them for a service and they have knowledge and skills. And so they have influence over you. And so I really believe if someone's going to have that big of an influence over you, you've got to be really careful about who that person is. And so I highly recommend only seeing a, a therapist that is a Christian. And the world has a lot of different ways of seeing things that do not align with biblical standards. And so to go to someone that doesn't align with your view of the world could potentially be dangerous. I would even go as far as saying that. I think another thing to consider is who you're going to align with. I think personalities and clicking with someone is super important in a therapeutic relationship. You're going to want to find someone that you just kind of get along with, that you're not annoyed by, that that you are okay giving the power to to speak into your life. Okay, the next myth that I want to debunk is that therapy is evil. Now, for some of you, this might sound super weird. I honestly, I heard this first, the first time in grad school, I went to a Christian grad school and apparently um, a lot of people in certain parts of, of churches, certain denominations of churches, see therapy as evil, as it's the ways of the world. It is a it is against how God wants us to grow and learn. This had never been my experience, so this was shocking to me. So if, if this is shocking to you, you're not alone. But even after hearing this, I and, and even as I've gone deeper and deeper into my faith and really have begun to believe that of the immense power in God, I still believe that therapy can be the right choice for a lot of people. I think there is a lot of good stuff there. And how I reconcile it, is that I see mental health the same that I see physical health. So physical health, you know, even for the majority of Christians, you're going to go to the doctor. You're going to have them assess what is wrong with you if you have a broken bone. You're going to have them take x-rays. You're going to have them align that properly. You're going to have them put a cast on you. All the things, maybe there's medication that you have to take. You're going to listen to the doctor and you're going to go with what they say. 
So to me, this is the same. If we are going in for our mental health, we are mind, body, and spirit. And so if, you know, the doctor helps our bodies heal. Now, I also believe God can heal our bodies in a moment. Jesus did this to people again and again throughout scripture. And I believe God still does those miracles today. And so that same goes for mental health. I believe that in a moment, God can heal depression. God can heal anxiety. God can heal all these things. And he's done some of those things for me. I'll, I'll share those stories later. But I also believe there is validity and power in also seeking a professional's help. Again, I believe that professional should be a Christian, but it's just like going to the doctor. You go and you have them with their skills and knowledge help you with the sickness that you're facing. So whether that's in your body or your mind. And so I, I do not believe therapy is evil. I believe it can be a great tool that God can absolutely use because I believe, again, sometimes God heals in a moment and sometimes God heals over a process because, you know, sometimes I've known people that their cancer has been miraculously healed and I've known people that have had to walk through years and years of chemo and then they were healed. Both is healing by God, but God does things in different ways for different reasons. And so I think that a therapist can be a conduit of God's healing. Okay, the fourth myth that I want to debunk is that therapy is too expensive. This can be a tricky one because I know everyone has different budgets, different capacities. But I also know that we put our money where our values are. And I think when it comes to taking care of our minds, because it's not a tangible object delivered to our door or a food that we are consuming... We don't see therapy as big of a value, but I think it is one of the most invaluable things. I think it's worth all of the money. And so it's about shifting your priorities and realigning them with God's word. And if our minds are limiting us from all that God has for us, and we are being held back by anxiety, depression, overwhelm, limiting beliefs, all of these things that can stop us then that, that should be the first place our money goes. Yeah, I get we got to pay our bills and put food on the table. But how many, how many drinks at Starbucks do you get every month? Can you add that up? How many therapy sessions would that be? And that's still a lot of drinks at Starbucks. But it's not just the Starbucks. It's eating out. It's, did you need that new shirt? And I'm not trying to put guilt on any of those places. I just think that if you readjust your priorities, there can be a way that you can find to pay for therapy. And it is worth it. For those of you that has that have insurance, that it can also be an option. It can be more challenging to find a Christian therapist that way. It is still something that can be done and that you can gain a lot from. The last myth that I want to debunk is that therapy is the only way to healing. Even when I was working as a therapist, I had these beliefs for a while that therapy was the only way to solve things. People had to go to therapy. If they wanted to heal, they needed to go to therapy. They needed to see a certain kind of therapist. And by the way, I'm talking about therapists utilizing a particular theory to guide them. And I have a big bias towards what theory is the best. And I will be sharing aspects of this theory with you and throughout the episodes. This is called restoration therapy. And if you are looking for a therapist... This is, it's still a new and upcoming theory, but it is growing. And so there is 
a number of restoration therapists in different states. So if you go to restorationtherapytraining.com and you go under, I think it's resources, and then down to find the therapist, there's a listing of all of the, the practicing therapists that utilize this theory. Highly recommend it. But going back to my point, I used to even think you had to go to a restoration therapist to find healing. That is a lie. (laughs) They are amazing. I, I believe they're the most equipped therapists out there, but God is the only source of healing. And we don't have to do X, Y, and Z to find that healing. And so I do hope that through my episodes, I'm going to eventually also create some online courses for you, maybe some coaching programs. And so I do help hope that I can help you find some of this healing through this space and that this can be a place where you can explore your family of origin and what has come up from that. And you can help yourself figure out how to not repeat old patterns that your parents did or old patterns from your past. And there are so many tools I want to give you. So I do hope this can be a space for healing for you especially if you're not, if you don't have one of those first four things that I talked about. But all that to say, healing is in God's hands and God is the source of that healing. Only through God is any of it done. So therapy, I believe it's great. And I I do believe that anyone that just wants to invest in themselves and explore some of those things I talked about, not just the first four things, but explore family of origin, explore their patterns, get to know themselves better, understand what they do, how it might hurt people, how it hurts themselves, explore their beliefs. So many things can be found in therapy and it's a great investment. I really believe that. Even if you find a therapist that isn't awesome, (laughs) which is very possible. I I don't want to bite my tongue, but there's a, a lot of them out there. I still believe if you go in with prayerful intention to learn and grow, you can utilize that time and God will use it towards your healing. So even if you just gain understanding, I believe that is a great step in the right direction. I have personally gone to years and years of therapy and it has been great for me. And I've had lots of different therapists and each of them, none of them are perfect. They each had something that they've contributed to my life. And some I felt were were more equipped than others to help me, but that's just me. We each have our own bias of what we're looking for and what we're hoping to gain. I now am seeing someone that calls himself a biblical coach. So he used to be a therapist, but now he does coaching so that he can speak a little bit more directly about God and give more straightforward, um, sometimes advice just there's, there's so many rules that bind therapists, and so he wants to be able to speak more in the spiritual realm without those confines. And I, I still am grateful for the journeys I went through with the therapist, and I believe those were crucial in helping me develop into the space that I'm in now, the, the space of health. But I am honestly getting more out of this biblical coach than I think I have out of any of my therapists. But I think that is just what I needed at that stage. And this is what I need at this stage. So along with my last point, you don't have to just seek out a therapist. There are a lot of coaches in churches. There are coaches and pastors and so many different people that can speak into your life and help you find healing in these ways. 
And I I hope I can be one of those too. Again, I don't want to be your therapist, but I do want to help you find healing in a new way. So I am excited for you. I hope you find an amazing therapist. I hope that's part of your journey. And I hope that I've helped inspire you to take that step that can feel really scary and overwhelming, but doesn't have to be so scary and can be really normal. They can't see through you, I promise. (laughs) All right. I hope you have an amazing day and I can't wait to hear what God does through this part of your journey. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.